Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Uh, it's definitely a little later than I would normally start my Sunday morning um, inspirational video. Uh, lots going on, uh, trying to get some things squared away on my end, on the personal and business side. And sometimes I'm finding myself a little behind. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, had a uh, major health scare, a life-threatening scare in November, spent some time in the hospital, and I've been a little behind the eight ball since. Uh, but I was sitting up and I was thinking about something, and I thought that this would be a good learning event. I try my best to be transparent uh, when doing what I do, you know, talking about uh, life's possibilities, the work I do with helping people uh, achieve change and improvement and enhance their lives in all the different ways that uh, I do in the work I do in the community. And uh, what I'm often uh, often reminded of is the fact that I'm human as much as I would like to think that I'm impervious to uh, the vicissitudes of life, that I'm impervious to uh, making a bad decision. I'm impervious to uh, the pushes and the thralls of uh, life and everything that happens. I'm not. Uh, I would like to think that uh, most of the time I make great decisions uh, in life and business and my relationships and parenting, uh, but sometimes I don't. And what I have to rarely remind myself of is when I make a bad move, make a bad decision, is to not become overweighed, over, uh, overwhelmed or weighed down with guilt. Uh, to respond to the decision, get up, shake it off, move forward. Uh, I work with a lot of people who are carrying guilt from 10 and 15 years ago about a mistake they made that cost them a relationship, a mistake they made that cost them a business, the mistake they made that cost them their freedom. And my response is, yes, you need to be aware of the decisions you make uh, that are not profitable in any way. Uh, and when I'm talking profitable, I'm not talking money. I'm talking progress. And you have to be aware of it so that you don't do it again. You have to make sure uh, that it was earnest. Uh, you, want, you want your mistakes to be earnest, meaning that you were trying to do the right thing, that you thought you were doing the right thing. Sometimes you don't. Uh, and I found myself in a situation where I didn't make a good move uh, in a certain situation. And uh, it's something definitely that's uh, uh, workable and salvageable, but it definitely didn't put me in a place and a light that I want to be in. Uh, and, you know, I caught myself and I was kind of kicking myself. I didn't get on and do the video this morning. Uh, I was just kind of uh, sitting around and then I'm looking up and there's a lot going on where I am having to really hold some things together and I don't want to uh, get too detailed because it's so much more than just me. I'm fighting right now for my family. Not like I'm going to lose my family. Me and my wife are probably tighter now than uh, at any point I'm talking about. I'm fighting for my family because my family's under attack and I'll just leave it at that. And on top of that, a lot of things is going on with the business and a bunch of other things. But at the same time, I'm looking up and I said, man, this wasn't a smart move. That should not have been done that way. What were you thinking? And then I was like, you know, was I thinking? Was I instinctive? Did I mean well? 
at the end of the day, you want to mean well, but meaning well is not an exemption from the repercussions and the responsibility to your poor decision. Uh, but I sit up and I'm thinking about advice that I'm giving to my clients and I'm sitting up here and I'm kicking myself. And I don't ever want to be comfortable with poor, making poor decisions. I don't want to ever be comfortable uh, with putting uh, myself or anybody else in a bad, bad position uh, because of not thinking things through. But we, we're in the real world. Things happen and you have to be able to pick yourself up. Uh, you have to be able to dust yourself off. You have to be able to realign yourself. You have to be able to find yourself and you have to be able to connect with your truth and move forward. So if something's broke, fix it. It's it's real simple. Uh, I remember my, and I, I shared, with, shared this with you guys recently. When I talked to my grandmother and I asked her why uh, she without fault follows the lead of my gra grandfather. These are my great grandparents, but they reared me. They adopted me. These are my parents. And I asked her, you know, you know, he doesn't say a whole lot, but when he says it, you just move with it. You never fight him on it. And I'm like, why? And she says, because he's my husband, first of all. Second of all, he's not perfect, but when he makes a mistake, he fixes it. That's all I can ask is that when a man makes a mistake that he acknowledges that he made the mistake and he fixes it. He, and she said, your grandfather, whenever he has been wrong, acknowledges when he's wrong and he fixes it. He's not perfect. He's a long way from being perfect. But when he makes a mistake, he acknowledges it and he fixes it, son. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do. Never be okay with being wrong. But never carry so much weight and so much guilt from past decisions and past mistakes and past failures that it becomes so heavy that you can't move forward, that it becomes so heavy that you can't live, that it becomes so heavy that you become ineffective. You got to understand you're human. You're going to make mistakes. Make your mistakes in earnest, meaning that you are trying to do the right thing. You're trying to make good decisions. Sometimes you can be so aggressive and you're trying to do the right thing that you make a wrong move. You can't let the wrong move be the deciding factor. Then you lose what you have to be willing to do. And especially for men, it's hard for us to acknowledge. Our egos don't want to admit we're wrong. You got to be able to understand that, that it takes a level of growth and maturity to be able to sit up and say, you know what? I'm wrong. You know, th that's on me. And then go to work fixing it. You know, that's where you're going to be known. That's where people are going to develop uh, an understanding of who you are in your character. Not because you're perfect, not because you make all the right decisions, not because you've got it all figured out, but because when you make a mistake, you go to work fixing it. You try to immediately start the process of overcoming the wrong turn, overcoming the wrong decision, overcoming the wrong action. And that's what's going to determine who you are in the long run. Not that you got it all right, but what you did when you got it wrong. It's when you when you when you kicking it and you and you killing it and everything is flowing. It's easy to be the man. It's easy to be the man. It's easy to be the woman. It's easy to be that person when it's all clicking. It's all flowing. What I can tell you is in life experiences. 
I've come across almost everything you could possibly imagine. And I can tell you, I haven't met that perfect person yet. I haven't met that person that's got it all together. And the person that thinks they've got it all together is the one in the biggest mess of all. They just blaming everything around them on somebody else. But what I can tell you is I haven't met the person that's perfect. But what I have met are some people who become victims. They blame everybody else for the problems that are going on. And there's some people that sit up and just wallow in the guilt of having been wrong. And then you got people who pick themselves up, dust themselves off, square their shoulders, hold their head up and say, that one's on me. Let's move forward. Those are the ones who develop strength of character, strength of integrity, strength and in, in power of resilience and relentlessness so that when they sit up and, and decide, you know what, this is, this is what I'm going to do, they get it done. Not necessarily in the time frame that they want to, not necessarily under the conditions they want to, but when you make up in your mind that you're going the distance, that you're not quitting, that you're not giving up, that you're not going to fall a victim to circumstances, that you're not going to even fall a victim to your own bad decisions, that you are literally going to own it, you're going to stand up, you're going to walk in the power of your design, you're going to walk in the power of your purpose, you're going to walk in the fullness of the faith in your relationship with God, and that you're going to overcome in every area of life. Watch out. You know, I would honestly like to say, man, at, at, at age 52, I got it all figured out. I'm killing the game. Uh, I'm never wrong. I make all the right decisions. I'm the best husband. I'm the best father. I'm all this. The truth of the matter is I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And while I have a le level of expertise in certain areas, I can still make mistakes because I'm human, because sometimes I'm thinking uh, from a personal perspective. Sometimes I'm thinking from a situational perspective. Sometimes I'm not thinking. Sometimes I'm acting and I'm not giving it the time and the consideration it needs before taking um, or making a move. It's, it's life. What are you going to do afterwards? What are you going to do after you bite the dust? What are you going to do after you get knocked down? What are you going to do after you get pushed back three or four steps? What are you going to do when your, your perfect record becomes tarnished? What are you going to do? That's going to be the determining factor of where you land up in your legacy. Where you land in your legacy. Where are you going to land in your legacy? Did you come? Did you see? Did you conquer? Did you come? Did you get knocked down and get back up? Did you keep pushing? Did you commit? Did you go the distance? Make up in your mind that you're not going to be defined by any mistake, any one situation, that you're actually going to grow from those decisions. You're going to grow from those mistakes in action. You're going to grow from those setbacks. You're going to grow from, from all of the things that some people are literally hoping will destroy you. Make up in your mind that that mistake, while costly is not the end. People will actually in time come to judge you by you how you handled the mistake more than they will by the mistake. I was just sitting up and I'm looking and I'm kicking myself. I'm saying, come on, dude. That's not how we're going to get through this. We're not going to get through this by kicking ourselves. We're not going to get through this by dwelling on what should have been, what shouldn't have been, and how it should have been. We're going we're gonna to get through this by manning up, standing up, 
focusing on it, going and doing what you've always been able to do, and that's overcome. At the end of the day, the question is going to be, did you overcome? Are you listening? At the end, your legacy is going to be written. Hello, Dr. Verche. Uh, uh, the legacy is going to be written not by the number of mistakes you made. Because now for those of you who are aware, uh, my cash app is uh, the dollar sign, capital T-H-E, capital O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, -S -S capital P-R-O-J-E-C-T, 21. So that'll be somewhere I can type that in because there we go. I'll put it in. Hold on one second. That ain't it. Okay. That ain't it either. Come on. All right. There we go. There we go. That's it. All right. I just put it in the uh, comment field for you. Uh, somebody else put it in there for me. Wow. Thank you. I can't see you, but thanks. Whoever that is that did it for me. Uh, it scrolled up too much. I can't see it. I'm actually doing this on my phone. But ultimately, you're not going to be judged by how many mistakes you made because those of you who are uh, claim the Christian faith, uh, very few characters you are more aware of and familiar with than David. And if you actually analyze David, David's movement after he became king, he was a screw up. He made a bunch of mistakes. He cost 70,000 men their lives by uh, uh, doing a census uh, without the uh, approval of God. 70,000, he wanted to count, it, count himself because of how things were growing. How many powerful, strong men he had cost 70,000 lives. Sitting around, should have been out on the battlefield with his men, which what is what kings did back then. See, you wouldn't have the problems you have now of so many people sending kids off to die when they had to be out there with them. But see, David was supposed to be on the battlefield, but he's at home chilling on his roof. And what happens? Um, Bathsheba. Now you got a kid out of wedlock with a married woman. So now you got to, uh, what? You got to uh, compound the screw up by having her husband killed to hide your transgressions. And I can go on and on and on and all these things. But at the end of the day, what made David special was, it said, and now, now check this out. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm going to go step in just a second. Uh What you have to understand is that this is the same guy that the Bible said had a heart, uh, was a man after God's own heart. But you're saying, okay, he's got all these screw-ups. See, it wasn't in his perfection that made his heart after God. It was in his desire to be what he was designed to be that made him have a heart, uh, a man be a man after God's own heart. It wasn't in his perfection because you can see he had many transgressions, many screw-ups, things that... 
They were on the kill him at one time when he was off doing something and came back and all the women and children were gone. And that, 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 that's when they said that, 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 that David said, David encouraged him, his own self. See, there's some things you got to learn in this, all this stuff. He said he encouraged his own self. But, he, but he, when he prayed, he says, shall we recover? And God said, you shall recover all that you have lost. And, and, and so what, what am I getting? I'm, I'm saying that in that, that's not what you're being judged by. When you talk about the Bible, you don't talk about the Bible without talking about David. There are some people in the Bible that automatically pop up. When you talk about the Bible, you talk about Job. You talk about Jesus. You talk about Paul. Talk about Peter some. Talk about John. But unless you just really, really going deep in theology, not everybody's talking about Malachi. Not everybody's talking about Job. Not everybody's talking about Rebekah. But people talking about David, people talking about Abraham. We're talking about people who exercise faith in a way that no, most people can't, can't even uh, process. You know, we talk about Solomon, not because he had a thousand wives and concubines, but because one day he said that God dwells in the darkness, even the gross darkness. See, that kept me alive in 2012, understanding that the darkness that I was transversing wasn't empty, that it was filled with the spirit of God. And it held me together. What am I trying to? I'm trying to get you to understand that when you get through this thing, your legacy. Oh, talking about Joe, talking about a man that God could trust with trouble. That that goes Job. But what 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 am I? I'm saying that you're not going to be judged by your perfection. Your legacy will not stand on your perfection. Your legacy will stand on how you recover. When you got knocked down, when you got the diagnosis of cancer, how did you stand up to it? Whether, whether you live or die from the cancer is not the problem. How did you stand up? How was your faith expressed in dark moments? That's going to be how you are going to be judged. When you went through your divorce and everybody was looking forward to take you out, how did you respond in the middle of adversity? How did you respond when everybody was laughing because you made a mistake that cost you your company? That's going to be your legacy. When they were writing you off because you lost your job, but you decided that you were going to stand anyway. That's what's going to write your legacy. We're not talking about David thousands of years later because of his perfection. We're talking about him because he was relentless, because he, were, he was resilient, and because he knew how to repent. Hmm. He knew how to turn things around. He didn't become so shaken, frenetic, and unglued that he didn't know how to pull it together. I'm trying to get you to understand it's not about perfection. It's not about the gloss over. It's about how real it gets and how well you stand. I'm telling you from a person who's been through it, who goes through it, who's fighting through it now, this isn't about perfection. We keep looking for people with pristine presentations to tell us how to get somewhere when there's no way you get where you're trying to go in pristine condition. 
You're going to have to fight through it. You're going to have to pick yourself up. A lot of the times you find yourself in the pit, it's because you made a wrong move, but you got to be able to overcome it. We got an entire generation that is looking at us. We got an entire generation that's searching our behavior to find the answers and solutions to the enigmatic problems they're facing. They can't see us fold. They can't see us fall apart. They can't see us shut down. They can't see us throw our hands up. They can't see us live defeated. They got to see us stand. They can't see us waiting around all the time for God to do all the work. They got to see us pick ourselves up and get back out there. I'm going to tell you one more secret, then I'm out of here. People say, well, Doc, how do you get through the most difficult of times in the most unnatural way you can imagine? Generosity. Find some way to give when it seems you don't have anything left to give. Sounds crazy, don't it? But I'm telling you, I don't care what you want to claim as your faith. I'm not here to tell you. What I'm here to tell you is that when you can find a heart of gratitude that leads you to give when you think you should be asking. You got to catch yourself sometimes because desperate times will put you in a desperate position. But tell yourself, I'm built for it. I'm better than this. I'm going to be generous in my giving. And, it, and it's so much more than about money. But you got to find some way to give. When I was going through what I was going through in 2012, worst year of my life, I mean, just hard. I gave like I've never given before. I'm not literally down serving people who might be in a better situation than me if they only knew. But I give, I give, I give in ways that people will never know of because I'm not giving for the notoriety. I'm giving, for, I'm giving for the peace. I'm giving for the power. I'm giving for the legacy. See, there are some people whose lives I've touched that will represent my legacy after I'm gone. That's what I'm talking about. Don't let the guilt kill your momentum. You're going to make some bad decisions. You're going to move in the wrong direction. You're going to get some bad news. Don't let it kill the momentum. On that note, I'm going to get off of here. Uh, keep it moving. Look, take care of yourself. Keep your head up. I'm going to come back when I get off of here and actually get online on my desktop and add some more information to this. So if you're in need uh, of, of dealing with or confronting some things you're dealing with that you can reach out. But whatever you do, stand up, square your shoulders, pick yourself up, look in the mirror and say, I'm built for this. On that note, I'm out of here. Peace.